Hello and welcome to Focus on Fantasy Romance, episode number 34, a podcast where we discuss books, genre, industry, and our geeky lives. I'm El Klaus. I'm A.R.D. Clerk. I'm Polina Woods. <laughs> and today we have J. Ellen Ross with us, also known as Jennifer. A transplanted Texan, Jalen Ross, now lives in Ontario, excuse me, Ottawa, Ontario, and spends a great deal of time learning about snow in winter. A book lover and a dog lover, she works in high tech, which has nothing to do with writing or fantasy, but that doesn't stop her from loving both. Though her dogs are frequently blamed for the state of her house, the truth is, truth is Jennifer likes writing and gaming more than cleaning and makes very little time for it. I'll be honest, I make very little time for cleaning as well. So welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> very happy to have you here. Very excited. This is first time, so. First podcast. <laughs> so you have a book that came out yesterday called The Remembered Queen. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, um, so it's basically, um, it's, uh, it's sort of a what would you do, um, so it's sort of a story about what would you do if you met somebody who is either a terrible person or you think might be a crazy person. Um, it's, uh, it, it's meant to be sort of a, sort of a morality tale, um, but also a, a way to sort of explore that, that sort of thing. Like if, if someone tells you they're a terrible person, do you believe them? Do you think that maybe they're crazy? Um, and how does that sort of turn into a whole, to a whole story? Okay, I have to say that you have some pretty gorgeous covers. <laughs> um, how did you go about getting these gorgeous covers? Yeah, so my first covers um, were not gorgeous, and um, they, <laughs> they, um, I thought they were really pretty, but they didn't do a really good job of selling the books, and they really didn't do a good job of telling readers what to expect. Um, so after those mistakes, I found a really fantastic cover artist on Facebook who specializes in fantasy covers. And um, she actually was incredibly easy to work with. I gave her very minimal sort of information about what I was looking for. Just basically, this is the premise of the book and can't, you know, this is sort of what I want it to look like. And she came back with these beautiful things. So I love her. <laughs> Yeah, you might need to give me her contact information. I can do that. She's fantastic. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. So, The Remembered Queen is book one of The Mad Queen's Massacre. How long will the series be, and have you started the second book? Yes. Um, so, it's a two-book series, planned, but I will say that my first series was also a two-book series, and it turned into a three-book series. Um, I am about halfway through writing the second book already. So um, I'm pretty dedicated to getting this done quickly. Now, now quick is relative in this industry. <laughs> true. That is true. How, how quick is quick? Um, so for me, what I try to do, I try to have a four-month turnaround time um, from, from start to absolute finish. Um, it depends if I'm moving to Canada in the middle of it, then things slow down a little bit, but I'm not moving to Canada. I'm already here. So, um, so my plan is, um, another it, completely edited package ready to go in four months. So. Okay. And these are full length novels. We're talking over 50,000. Oh words. yeah. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm a little verbose. So they're all my books run around 120 to 130,000 words. So wow, that's like twice as long as mine. Yeah, I just can't seem to I can't seem to write them shorter or break them up into like like smaller book pieces like some people have suggested, but I can't seem to do that. So well, that is fine. I'm pretty sure your fans appreciate it. <laughs> people seem it. to like it, so yeah. Uh, what was one of your favorite tropes you wrote into this book and why? So this was the first time that I tried to do actual true fantasy and not um, like historical fantasy. So this time I actually did magic and I built an entire magic system um, from scratch because I have a problem with, I like magic, but the magical system has to be believable. So um, I really, I, I, I worried about magic being too much of a, a fantasy staple i guess um but i decided i wanted to do it and i wanted to make it interesting so i think that the i think that the whole magical trope in fantasy is can be overdone but i wanted to do it anyway so so i did okay i think a lot of authors rely too heavily on the fantasy settings that tolkien introduced yes and that's that is classic fantasy but you can really push the envelope so much more yep. and do so much more with it so yeah, and I, 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 I have a background in medieval history, so I tend to want my settings to be accurate, but maybe without the filth and plague. So I, I try to, you know, I want, I want the setting to be fantastic. I want it to be interesting, but I do want it to be grounded in, in a little more accuracy, but again, without the not bathing and, and, you know, dying at 30, which is not as much fun or romantic. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's less romantic. Oh, okay, I'm gonna pass it on to Amy. Um. Okay. So, what drew you to fantasy romance as both an author and a reader? So, growing up, I loved fantasy. I've always loved fantasy. Um, but especially books that I read, like as as a young person there wasn't a lot of romance in there and and there was a lot of sort of like getting up to the edge of it being romance and then it cut off and it always annoyed the crap out of me <laughs> like like these are these are people you're 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 trying to create a story where these are human beings they're they're going to be involved with each other there's going to be sex there's going to be romance um and i think that it's a disservice to not have that um, I don't think that a, a his, I don't think that a book has to be a fantasy romance has to be completely revolving around the romantic um, part of it. But I like to see it included because that again, you're, you're you're writing about human beings. You're writing about fully fledged characters, hopefully. Um, so I like to see that in there. And then honestly, I didn't intend to write romance, fantasy romance in the beginning. I was just going to write a book because I wanted to. And the next thing I knew, I was like, well, these people are obviously meant to be together, and well. Now we're writing romance, so. All right. Um, what kinds of pitfalls or mistakes have you made that oh, you wish you'd been warned about before you published? Oh, there's so many. Um, I did everything possibly, everything that was possible to do wrong with my first novel, I did it wrong. Um, I did not know how to write a blurb. I didn't know how to do a cover. Um, I honestly felt like, hey, if the if the cover looks interesting, that that's enough. But I didn't really, I didn't really think about how the cover told the story. 
um, or, or help the reader understand what was going to happen in the story. Um, so my first covers were super pretty, but they were not fantasy covers at all. They were maybe romance covers, maybe, but um, yeah, and like launching my book, no, I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning. That was, I was super bad at that, really crazy bad. Um, and then I also managed to find one person who turned out to be a scam artist, and I found her twice, and twice I paid her money. The second time I sent the police after her and got all my money back. Um, but I actually found managed to run into her twice and pay her twice because I didn't really know how to evaluate whether somebody was a scam artist or not. So. And what what did you pay her for? Oh, let's see. The first time I paid her for marketing, and then the second time was new covers and marketing and I think it was mostly just the marketing and the covers. Um, and then, but it turned out it was like this whole like like at, at the time that I realized who she was, it all blew up, and a bunch of other people also knew who she was, and it like turned into this whole huge thing. And she was she was crazy, um, but I got my money back on that one. So, unfortunately, <laughs> you can't um, red flag the crazy no. all the time. And uh, we've all had our interactions with crazy, I think. And because I think social media is such a huge part of being an author nowadays, you can't avoid the crazy. No. I mean, it's out there. And there are people always looking to take your cash. Yep, yep absolutely. And I'm. <laughs> they will take your cash. And I they tend do to, not care. Yeah, and I tend to feel like, I tend to think that other people know more than I do. Um, mm -hmm. And so they come in and they, she sounded knowledgeable. Right. Right. They prey on newbies. Yeah. And she was just crazy. So. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we've all been. Yeah. At least peripherally involved with some of that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. From time to time. So um, what's your favorite part of the writing process? And on the flip side, what's the worst <laughs> part? Um, my favorite part, and this sounds really weird, at least to at least for some other authors that I've talked to. I absolutely love reading my own stuff. Um, I Me love, too. I love reading what I've written. <laughs> I love it. And like, I have talked to people who said, Oh no, I never read what I write again. And I'm like, I cannot even imagine that. That sounds like a terrible thing. When you read what your own stuff, does it like give you goosebumps sometimes? It does. I know it's going to happen. I don't care. I'm so excited to see what happens. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I love coming across a part that I haven't read in a while. And I'm like, that was really good, Jennifer. You did a good job there. I don't like the parts that I that are, but you know, um, I think that the the worst part for me is probably the it, it's it's the promotion. I'm not good at it. It it feels bad, wrong, forced. Icky. I don't know, icky. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at selling myself. I'm getting a little bit better at it, but it still feels. I still feel like I just want to like kind of like walk up behind somebody and just like put my book in their purse and be like, okay, I hope you like it. And then turn around and run away. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't like the promotion. <laughs> I know. I think, I, I don't know if it's like 75% of authors nowadays are introverts or what it is, but like, we're all like, oh, I, I, I wrote this really awesome thing. I don't, I don't want anybody, anybody to look at it. I'm so, I don't want anyone to look at it. I'm so scared. I'm so afraid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, but I'm like totally, I'm like an introverted person, but I'm always like, you know, I can write a pretty good story. So mm -hmm. like I have confidence in that, but yep. 
I don't like to be like, buy my book, everybody, because I'm awesome. You know, I want other people to say I'm awesome and tell yep. people to buy. Yeah, I don't exactly. Have to do exactly. I, don't I, want want to, have to do it. I want it all to be organic word of mouth. I never want to have to talk to anybody or tell anybody. I just want to put it out there and just be like, yay, everybody loves my books. Right. <laughs> Hasn't happened to me yet, no. but I hope someday it will. Someday. Someday it will. <laughs> right. Okay, so it's Paulina's turn to ask some questions. Yay, I can talk now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, I just had to, Amy, a little bit of what you said when you said that, um, that we all we kind of hold on to our work and don't want to let it go nowadays because so i don't think it's that we're all introvert or most people are introvert i just think that now more than ever people hide behind computers and we just you let it into the world and you have no idea what garbage is going to come back and so it's not like we're like oh yay we don't want to let the world see we're like like, but that's that, the thing too though like i remember being a kid and i didn't know what any of my favorite authors looked like and right. I saw their face, except on yep. the back of a book cover jacket. Like, yep. and now they know, like, they can Google stalk my yep. freaking house and know where I live, and like, they can yep. follow me on social media and see everything about my life. So I think that that we're all like, oh my god, like, the whole entire <laughs> world can see everything I do. If I sneeze the wrong way, perfect um, public out. service announcement, really fast before I ask my questions. If you have Snapchat, turn off your location. Not only can they now know where you are, they can have the exact location of your house. Oh, no. So if you have Snapchat and you share it to your fans, turn off location. One of my friends pulled it up. It literally showed one girl driving to work, getting out of her car, walking to the door. It shows where you are. Yes. Oh, not for me. So, <laughs> turn it off. That's, just like everyone. That's my, perfect, <laughs> my public service to anyone who watches the show. <laughs> Okay, so my questions. I'm a gamer. I love games, um, except for the new Mass Effect that just came out. I want to go strangle whoever made that because <laughs> they just ruined my whole franchise. So what games do you play and what system? So um, I, my husband and I um, are gamers. We met on World of Warcraft, so we have a, a, a storied video game pedigree. Um, we will play any game on any system. He has every system currently. I am pretty much a PS4 player right now, and I am 215 hours into Witcher 3. And by God, I'm going to finish everything. I'm going to really, I'm really going to finish it someday. Um, no, don't rush it. I do no, there's no reason. Dragon Age, Inquisition. I am, I'm turning over rocks. Good for you, exactly. I am getting all of the little random quest side quest and I love every minute of it and I just don't care I I I really I have a list of other games I want to play right now I really want to play Dishonored 2 a lot but Witcher is right there so and it's I'm better gonna... than one I tried to play one didn't like that oh the it's so good like the camera how you couldn't move the camera so I just yeah. stopped the whole franchise should I keep going Get, come back come back Witcher 3 is so good it's so good it's just fantastic I'm gonna do it because yeah that was yeah I quit that whole, and it looked so cool, but I the, I couldn't make the camera turn to where I wanted it. I was like <laughs> removing my, I was moving my remote like this, and like I don't like this game. No, it's really so, good. Yeah, it's worth it. All right, maybe I'll come back <laughs> after I finish this stupid Mass Effect game that I can't just get into anymore. Oh, but um, yeah, I can talk about games all day. But <laughs> something about like I guess you when you were writing, you kind of went to art. Is it painting? Yeah, so I do, um, I paint. Um, I 
do, um, because God knows I can't just, like, I can't leave one thing behind. So I do a lot of um, fantasy artwork. I do it in pastels, like chalks. Um, I, it's not the perfect medium for it, but I do a lot of like, um, uh, I, I do a lot of pictures of like historical reenactment um, because that's the closest I can get to sort of fantasy stuff. So like knights on horses and stuff like that, which works out pretty good. It comes out pretty well, so. Do you just do it for yourself? Do you sell it? Do you? I, for the most part, I just do it for myself. Um, I have sold, I do some pet portraits too. Um, I have sold some of those, like I commissioned. Um, it's not really, it's that, that sort of, it doesn't pay the bills, but that's sort of a pay the bill sort of thing. It's not really my favorite thing to do. I really like, like I said, I really like horses and dudes in armor. So that's what I like to do for me. So. <laughs> Until you have to realize that they didn't wear deodorant and they were in that armor all day when they took it yeah. off. That's why I hate historical romance sometimes. Cause they're like, they come off the battlefield, take yeah. off the armor. Come here, woman. I'm like, dude, yeah. bad. That is nasty. Bad right? can of nasty. tuna right there. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah, I'm not putting my mouth anywhere on that body. No, no. I don't understand how romance books go from like, he just came in off the battlefield and she's like, oh my God. And next thing they're in the bedroom, I'm like, no. So are you trying to get a vaginal disease? Yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, yeah. <laughs> So I know that's, I'm sorry, Elle, but I had to say something because that is my pet peeve. I'm like, take a shower or a bath, okay. throw them in the lake. Any I don't know. Any of the above, any of the above would work. <laughs> so, so I'm glad you draw and um, do, you know, reenactments of long time ago. <laughs> do one of that and one in the bath. We're good to that's go. Right. That's right. <laughs> does um does your artwork affect your creativity or um does it help it hinder it? So I definitely think that it does. Um, I think it does help it. So again, I I, I have a background in medieval history, and I I I require a level of accuracy. Um, it doesn't have to be fully accurate, but I do want to. For instance, if I'm going to talk about if I'm going to talk about a sword, if I'm going to talk about a sword technique, if I'm going to talk about armor, I expect that I know something about it. Um, and in a lot of cases, I have researched it for the drawings that I've done. Um, so I've actually gone and said, you know, this is this is how you wear the helm. This is what the helm would look like. Um, sword accuracy is more important to me. So if you're if I'm going to be talking about a sword fight, I want it to be the proper sort of sword, the proper sort of technique and all. And that that does show up in, in my art. I want I want that to be as accurate. The last thing I want is someone coming up to me and going, I really love your painting, but the horses, I had somebody who told me that the horse's reins were on the wrong side and I just was like, oh crap. And so then I had to fix it and I don't want to have to do that again. So <laughs> I don't want to have to do that. Hey, whatever helps your creativity. That's all right. Yeah. No. Um, okay. Elle just ran away. She has a kid out of bed. So I guess we're taking over. I have, oh, she's back. No, I'm, I'm back. Um, <laughs> does anyone have any questions? Otherwise, we can wrap up. I'm no. good. Okay, we do have a giveaway, though. Uh, so, Jennifer has offered one ebook copy of The Remembered Queen if you leave a comment on our blog. Our blog is focusonfantasyromance.wordpress.com. So, ask her a question. Uh, we will randomly choose a winner. And the contest will be open until 30 days from today of recording, which is July 30th, 2017. So thank you for joining us. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, and share. This has been episode number 34.
Good night.